From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 449 for the week of May 24th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Mary Jo Malata-Willie and Michael Bowling. In this segment, Michael talks about some Disney-related wines up in his neck of the woods. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. Thank you, Tom and Mary Jo. Do any of these wineries have uh, barstools that spin? You know, you drink enough (laughs) wine and you can get anything to spin. (laughs) I'm sure you can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so this so this is kind of maybe a day six plus a, this is definitely a day six plus i don't cool. think you could see all of these wineries in one day at all okay so so your many dizzers are planning to visit southern california to celebrate disneyland's 60th anniversary and on the Diz Unplugged podcast, Disneyland Edition, we regularly talk about other Southern California theme parks, museums, communities, and special events to help visitors experience all that Southern California has to offer. But for Disney fans coming to Disneyland to be a part of the 60th anniversary, you'll see the Disneyland Forever fireworks and a new world of color honor the man who started it all, Walt Disney. So to round out your visit to California and to satisfy your Disney fandom, I suggest you also set aside a few days to visit Northern California. Now, first-time visitors to Northern California may immediately notice a difference between the two halves of the state. Um, Northern California is much less urban, with the San Francisco Bay Area and the San Jose Silicon Valley metropolitan areas being the urban centers, and the rest of the state made up of suburban, small-town, rural, and agricultural communities. The state capital, Sacramento, is a small city with a, a Midwestern feel. In fact, when many movie companies need a, a Midwestern setting, they come up to California, um, to, to Sacramento to film rather than traveling to the Midwest. Now, the obvious destinations for Disney fans visiting Northern California is the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco's historic Presidio, which I talk regularly about on the Dis Unplugged. But there are many fine dining restaurants and world-class museums throughout Northern California, and even the smallest of towns have outstanding dining opportunities, and Sacramento leads the nation in the farm-to-fork trend of restaurant dining. And of course, most people, especially those who enjoy wine, have heard of Northern California's wine valleys of Napa and Sonoma, and there are many opportunities for the Disney fan to enjoy some fine wines, take in spectacular scenery, experience unique shopping and dining, and satisfy their inner Disney craving. So on a previous episode, Mary Jo talked about one of the um, wineries that's in the Disney family of wines available at Disneyland. And according to the Disney Parks blog, the Disney family of wines is a diverse collection that has a personal connection to the Disney name, an artistic talent, a sense of what makes for good storytelling, quintessential family DNA, all of the wineries displaying qualities long identified with Walt Disney and the Walt Disney Company, carrying on the Disney legacy and typifying the passion, innovation, and quality that the name Disney symbolizes. 
and there are eight different wineries in the Disney Family of Wines collection, and each of the wineries have a distinct connection to Walt Disney and the Walt Disney Companies. And the wineries are the Fess Parker Winery. The winery was purchased in 1987 by Fess Parker, the actor who's best known from his roles as Davy Crockett and Daniel Boone in the 1950s and 60s. The McMurray Estates Vineyard and the McMurray Ranch was opened in 1941 by Fred McMurray, an actor best known for his roles in The Shaggy Dog, My Three Sons, The Absent-Minded Professor, and Son of Flubber. The Silverado Vineyards um, was started by Diane Disney Miller, the late daughter of Walt Disney, and with, um, with her husband Ron in 1981. The Lassiter Family Winery is owned by John Lassiter and his wife Nancy. John is the chief creative officer of Pixar and Walt Disney Animation, as well as the principal creative advisor for Walt Disney Imagineering. And Ngoji Wines is owned and operated by actor Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell starred in many Disney films, including The Fox and the Hound as the voice of Cooper Copper, Miracle, Sky High, The Strongest Man in the World, and The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. The Frank Family Vineyards is owned by Richard Frank. He's the former president of the Academy of Television and Arts and Sciences. He was the chairman of Walt Disney Television and Communications and president of the Walt Disney Studios. And the Chapelet Winery, this is owned but operated by Molly Wells Chapelet, sister to the late Frank Wells, who was the former president and COO of the Walt Disney Company. And finally, Skywalker Vineyards, which is owned and operated by George Lucas, probably best known as the creator of Star Wars. Now, the Disney family of wines can be found in various Disney park restaurants at Les Celliers at Epcot Center and the El Fresco Tasting Terrace in Disney California Adventure being the only two to carry all eight of these wines. Wow. Yeah. Now, Mary Jo, you talked a little about the Goji Vineyards in your segment and we'll have a link to that segment in our show notes. Um, do you, what do you remember about the Goji wines? Can you just refresh our listeners a little about that winery? Sure. Um, Kurt Russell was very interested in wines and he and Goldie Hawn would visit the Santa Barbara County area. And there's a little town there called Los Alamos and nearby there's, um, a winery, a vineyard called the Ampello Cellars <laughs> that make wine. And Kurt Russell decided that he wanted to do his own blend. So he's been, he had been working with this, these wine cellars for years and years with, um, their owners, Peter and Rebecca work. And he personally goes and he blends wines for the Pinot Noir, um, which is one that we have, that we drank over at the Alfresco Terrace over there at, um, California adventure but he also does chardonnays and he names all of his wines after his family members and the chardonnay that he that is named after goldie hahn um, part of that goes to her charity so he's very big into it his focus is in it i'm always seeing pictures of him um having they just had a huge um shindig i'll call it (laughs) with with (laughs) his with his wines but that is located in northern Santa Barbara in a 1800s hotel. There's a wine saloon there that his sister operates. And you could run into Kurt Russell because I do know that he goes up there and visits also. Oh, that's great. I like mm-hmm. it, too, when these wineries have a personal connection, like something that 
touches back to their family or life experiences. And a number of these wineries do. When you visit them and start learning about them, you realize they've put a lot of themselves you know, into the wines. And, uh, and, and before you continue, I'll just ag- agree with you with that, Michael. I think it's wonderful that they, it's not just their name they're slapping on and label. They're actually taking active uh, participation in creating these blends and these wines. Yeah, and that's what I learned in the other seven wineries I'm going to talk about is is how active these these the Disney family of wines um, owners and operators are with their vineyards. So now the wine country is about an hour drive from San Francisco, and the easiest way to visit the wineries is by car. But if you've driven in Southern California and have vowed Never again. (laughs) Don't worry, because Northern California traffic is a little less intense. Um, Most of the roads, though, that you're going to be driving on in the Napa and Sonoma Valleys are winding two-lane roads, which can be congested on holiday weekends or due to road construction. So I really recommend you get an early start. However, if you prefer to have the driving done for you so you can fully enjoy what the wineries have to offer, there are many bus tours of the wine country, and there are limousine companies who will work with you to plan a tour of the wine country, so all you have to do is sit back and relax. Um, Your hotel concierge or a Google search can help you select the perfect way for you to visit the wine country. And you definitely, like I said, you definitely want to begin your trip early in the morning to avoid traffic as much as possible. And as Tom mentioned in the beginning, there's no way you could visit all these wineries in one day. For many of these wineries, you have to make reservations for tasting. So I suggest planning two or three days to fully experience the wine country. Um, you're, you are going to have to do some pre-planning and enjoy strolling through the shops of some of the towns and enjoy the restaurants. There are plenty of boutique hotels, motor inns, and bed and breakfasts throughout the wine country um, where you can stay and explore. In terms of locations, all the Napa Valley wineries are the southernmost wineries off the Silverado Trail. Now, Glen Ellen is more to the west off Highway 12, which can have a lot of congestion. Um, St. Helena is about 20 miles north of Napa on Highway 29, and Calistoga is about 10 miles north of St. Helena on Highway 29, and these are the towns where all of the wineries are located that I'm going to talk about. So now let's each of us open our favorite bottle of wine, pour a glass, and visit the wineries. So, so, yeah, there you go. Already started. I had mine a little earlier when I was writing this. Um, well, you have to know what you're talking about. So forgive so the typos. That's right. Yeah, forgive the slurred S's, right? Um, now, the first one I'm going to talk about is the McMurray Estate Vineyards. As I mentioned, this was first owned by the late Fred McMurray and is currently operated by Fred's daughter, Kate McMurray. And this is the one that goes back the furthest, right? Um. In terms of, well, there's, there's one, some have an older history. Okay. But this one, um, has been an operating ranch, um, probably before all of the others really were open. Now, the thing about the McMurray Estate Vineyards is that it's not open to the public, but there is a wine club. So if you're a member of the wine club, you can visit the ranch house and attend events. Now, their motto is, Pino is a journey, join us. 
their namesake vineyard is McMurray Ranch, and that this is located in Sonoma County, and it has been a farmstead since the 1850s. It was first farmed by the Porter family until actor Fred McMurray bought the ranch in 1941. And Fred embraced the rancher's lifestyle. He raised prize-winning cattle and farmed crop here for decades, while his children rode horses through the hills. And the ranch was transformed into a vineyard in 1996, and McMurray Ranch quickly became one of the Russian River Valley's most acclaimed Pinot Noir vineyards. The original buildings have been faithfully restored, and the 1,500-acre property is home to old-growth oaks, redwood trees, and indigenous wildlife. So the McMurray Ranch produces Pinot Noir and a select amount of Chardonnay and Pinot Gris, which are cool climate white varieties that are able to thrive in the same soils as Pinot Noir. So members of the Club 1941 Wine Club are amongst the first to taste new releases and may attend exclusive events at their historic property, which is otherwise closed to the public. Now, the next one is probably one that we, we are all familiar with, and that's the Silverado Vineyards. And that was founded by Ron and Diane Disney Miller. This is open daily um, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. to the public. It's located in Napa, California. There is a wine club, and the wine is available online and can be shipped to 36 states. And that, that is one of the things that you're going to notice is that um, Silverado could probably ship to more states than most of the other wineries. Um, they all have different limitations as to where they can ship. So that's so why you want to check their websites. This is a beautiful winery, and it has very scenic views of its vineyards. Um, now, each one of its vineyards has its own distinctive flavors and character. Their Stag's Leap Vineyard is where they produce the Cabernet and Merlot. Miller Ranch is where the grapes for Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Simeon are grown. The Mount George Vineyard is where they produce their Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, and Petit Verdot. Soda Creek Ranch is where the Sangiovese and the Sauvignon Blanc are produced. Fine Tree Vineyard is the Chardonnay grapes, and the Weinberg Vineyard is also where they produce the Chardonnay grapes. Now, the winery offers several tours and tastings. You do have to make all these arrangements in advance. Um, the Silverado experience is the ultimate tasting experience on the terrace. And this begins with an introduction to the winery and follows with a brief 15-minute tour, which includes their collection of Belle Epoque posters and Pine Air originals. And their ambassadors then guide you to the terrace with sweeping 180-degree views of the Stag's Leap District, and they pour a flight of rare and small production wines. And this is offered only by appointment, um, and it is from 10.30 a.m. at 12, 1.30, and 3. It's $45 per person, and all of their tours are limited to guests 21 and over. They have the Saddleblock Vineyard Troupe, a tour. This is a private vineyard experience. You can sample wines crafted from grapes growing just a few feet away as you enjoy a private tour of the Saddleblock Vineyard and relax in the shade of a magnificent valley oak. Um, they also include seasonal appetizers. This is um, only offered seasonally May through October by appointment at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. It's a $75 
um, charge per person, two guest minimum, four guest maximum, and they recommend comfortable footwear for walking in the vineyards. They have the library tasting, and this is an interesting one because that you go through their 30-year history of Cabernet. So they will provide you with a selection of Cabernet Sauvignon spanning four decades from the 1980s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. And it, they also include small bite food pairing to complement the special selection of wines. If you have a favorite vintage, if it's available, they will include it in the tasting if you let them know. Again, this is offered by appointment at 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. It's $75 a person, two-person minimum. They have the estate tour and tasting. This is a this is a, an entertaining and educational tour of the Silverado's winery estate. And they have um, for, you can also have um, groups and large parties for up six to 50 guests. You can have a private tour or tasting experience. They take you to a private corner of the winery where you and your party can taste Silverado's award-winning wines, enjoy the view, and, and um, you can add cheese pairing for an additional cost. Ooh. This is offered by appointment, so you have to call um, 707-259-6617. It's $50 a person or $60 if it's um, with the cheese pairing. Um, like I mentioned, they do have a wine club, and you um, get a number of benefits, including access to limited production wines, um, preferred pricing, complimentary wine tasting and tours, and invitation to wine club events. Um, now, there are some references to Disney at the winery. So when you visit, there are two circular stained glass windows that were made in Lillian Disney's honor, one of a lily and the other of her favorite flower, the California poppy. The next one on our list in our visit here is my particular favorite, the <laughs> Lassiter Family Winery. And this is owned by John and Nancy Lassiter. Visits are offered by appointment only. So it's located in Glen Ellen, California. And there is a wine club. And wine is also available online for ordering. Um, in the early 90s, John and Nancy Lassiter were looking for a place to put down roots in a small town where they could raise their five children. And when John saw Glen Ellen, he immediately knew this was the place to raise his family. And then shortly after establishing themselves in the community, they caught the winemaking bug. And by 1997, they were bottling up their own Bordeaux blend to give out as Christmas gifts. And sure enough, in just a little while, the Lassiter family winery was born. So they acquired the winery property in 2002. And the Lassiters embarked on an environmentally sensitive upgrading for the property that was long neglected. So they restored the natural habitat and land to good health. And they've converted the vineyards exclusively to organic farming practices. They completely revitalized the pond and developed a, nat a natural ecosystem with beehives that their youngest son tends to, um, owl boxes and insectaries to provide homes for beneficial insects and predators. Now, the Lassiter wines are crafted in an old world style as a homage to Nancy and John's love of France. So the wines are rosé and red blends in the French tradition. And one of the reasons I like these wines is because these are the only red wines I can drink without getting a headache. And I mentioned this to John and Nancy, and they 
because um, I know I'm on a first name basis, of course. <laughs> and and they said that, and they were talking to their vintner, and they think that it's because of the the style of the French blending that um, that what causes the headaches is is not in the in the wines. So that's one. So if you do get headaches from red wines, you might want to try Lassiter family um, wines and see. Yeah. So now they, they only have a few wines and they're all in French. So I'm not going to say any of these properly. <laughs> Especially after drinking some of it. Yes. The Chemin de Fer, which means railroad. This is a red blend in the Southern Rhone style with a focus on Grenache. La du Sage, which means soul of the wise man. This is an old vine Sinfandel that is made in the classic field blend style developed by European immigrants who brought winemaking to California. The name pays homage to the century-old vines that produced this unique blend. Paysage, which means landscape painting and countryside. This is a Bordeaux-style blend of Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Malbec. An Amoureux, which means lovers. This is a Bordeaux-style blend made primarily of Malbec and Cabernet Sauvignon. John and Nancy were first introduced to Malbec on their honeymoon in Sonoma County, and this wine commemorates that discovery. And Bricolage, um, this is an assemblage of found materials, or tinkering. This vintage of Bricolage was inspired by the Shiraz Cabernet blends of Australia with the addition of Merlot making it unique to the Lasseter family winery. They've also just introduced their first white wine, but it's in very limited release and right now is only available to um, wine club members. Um, tastings are $25 a person. They're complimentary for Lasseter family wine members. And the visits are offered by appointment only and are available daily beginning at 10 a.m. And the estate visits last approximately one and a half hours. So to book your visit, phone 707-933-2814 um, or by email at reservations at lfwinery.com. Now, the tastings include a behind-the-scenes look at the art of winemaking and the passion that the Lassiters have brought to the challenge of producing world-class wines. Your visit begins with a walk through their organically farmed vineyards, and from there you'll explore the barrel room, tank room, and crush pad, and then your wine specialist host will bring the journey of grapes to, um, to glass to life, as they say. And you'll be invited to relax in their wine room um, to taste the collection of Lasseter family wines. And it's accompanied by a plate of local artisan cheeses and also some um, crackers as well. It's it's really nice. And they'll like ask you. <clears throat> it really is. And they'll ask you any questions you have or you don't answer any questions you have and in the the um host we had was very well versed in disney because somebody in our group um <laughs> had a few disney questions and the wine club a membership in the lassiter family wine club means you get exclusive access to the small production wines you can't really purchase their wines um except in some of the shops in glen ellen or or if it's offered in restaurants um, membership includes invitations to exclusive events. And yes, John and Nancy do attend many of those events. Mm. Um, concierge level service and complimentary tours and tastings and other unique opportunities reserved exclusively for club members. For instance, they're having a lobster boil at oh, the nice. next event. 
um, out on the, on this amazing patio they have that overlooks the pond. But, um, we're on, we're on the, um, the Diz Cruise for oh, that oh, one. Man. So, <laughs> so you'll be eating, eating salmon instead. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay then. Um, and periodically items like Pixar wine glasses may be for sale in the winery shop. And John Lasseter had the Marie E restored, a train that was once owned by animator and one of Walt's nine old men, Ollie Johnston. And the train wow. now has a home at the winery. Okay, that's cool. There's so many tie-ins, you know, that, know. that we're yeah. related. That is so neat. Yeah, and and actually their labels are beautiful. They're like works of art, yeah. and they're, they're done by a local artist. And some of them either relate directly to the wine or it's a location in the um, winery on one of them when we were drinking the wine and they were showing us the the um, label and the person said doesn't this look familiar and i'm saying why why and he said look out the window so he looked out the window that was the scene oh nice. <laughs> it was on the label yeah it was really interesting so because it is because of the tree, the tree was really interesting in the and the pottery that they had outside. Oh, cool. So, yeah. And um, so the next one is the Frank Family Vineyards. And this is owned by Rich Frank. He was chairman of Walt Disney Television and Telecommunications and head of Disney syndication on Buena Vista. He was then president of Walt Disney Studio for nearly a decade and oversaw the development of the Disney Channel. This is located in Calistoga, California. It is open daily, 10 to 5 to the public. There is a wine club. They have a lot of events if you check out their website. And their wine is available online. So in the late 1980s, Frank Rich couldn't find the time to get away for long vacations. Soon he started coming to Napa on the weekends, realizing it was only a short plane flight away from Los Angeles. And in 1990, he purchased a home in the eastern hills of Napa in Rutherford. So two years later, in 1992, Rich received a midnight phone call at his home in Los Angeles from a friend telling him that the Cornell Champagne Cellars on the site of historic Larkmead Winery was for sale. And if there was ever time to get into the wine business, it was now. And um, Frank was unsure of entering the business full swing, so he wisely offered half the asking price. And less than 24 hours later, he was an owner of the Calistoga Winery. <laughs> it was meant <laughs> so, to be. It was. So today, the winery produces Chardonnay, Zinfantel, Sangiovese, and Pinot Noir, and Petite Syrah, and several very different... Um, types of Cabernet Sauvignons. The Frank Family Vineyard Reserve wines are produced in small quantities, and they're currently only sold at the winery in a handful of selected restaurants and wine shops. The winery's tasting rooms are in a restored 70-year-old craftsman house, which just going there to see the house is worth the visit. Um, also, the original house on the property, I think it's, it's a large stone house, has been fully restored and is on the um, state's list of historic homes. Um, the visitor hours, um, the tasting room is located just south of the town of Calistoga in Napa Valley. And the tasting room is open daily to the public from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, to guarantee a tasting, the winery asks that you make an online reservation. Um, you note it's important to note the groups of six or more require an appointment. Um, there are some tasting fees 
and this is <clears throat> excuse me becoming much more common now amongst the wineries. So for twenty dollars, the classic tasting, you get four Napa Valley wines, a Chardonnay, a Pinot Noir, a Zinfandel, and a Cabernet. For thirty dollars um, is the premium tasting, and that will include sparkling wine and their reserve wines. And wine club members receive a complimentary premium tasting for up to four people, along with you know all kinds of other benefits. And finally, I I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce this one. It's it's either Chapelet or Chapelet. Um, this is a Chapelet winery. Um, Molly Chapelet is a sister of Frank Wells. So this is a little stretch here, the Disney family concept, you know. Um, <laughs> second cousins of the second, or maybe they're kissing yeah. cousins. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, in this case, it's the sister, you know, Frank Wells, um, who we remember as as you know, um, Michael Eisner's partner when they took over the Walt Disney Company. Um, visits are offered by appointment only. This is in St. Helena in Pritchard Hill. Um, and purchase of wine online is available. And this is definitely like the the, the um, Lasseter Family Winery. This is definitely a family-run operation. Um, when Molly and Don Chapelet moved to Pritchard Hill in 1967, they had five children and one on the way. And as their vineyards have matured, Molly and Don's family have grown, and their five children now work with their parents in running the winery. The grandchildren are, are playing in the vineyards, you know, just like um, their own their parents did before them. This is the f- one of the first Napa Valley wineries to plant cover crops and adopt no-till farming practices. So today, the entire vineyard is farmed organically. Um, their portfolio includes Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, Chenin Blanc, Merlot, Cabernet Franc, and the Mountain Cuvée blend. So now guests can experience a variety of wine tastings at the winery's iconic pyramid. Um, visitors will sample limited production wines um, that are made exclusively for the Pritchard Hill Club, um, tour their historic facility, and if the weather permits, you can walk in the vineyard. And during the 90-minute experience, you'll discover Pritchard Hill's terrain and the role it plays in producing Chapelet wines, because this is on a hill. So a lot of their wines are um, sort of are, are special um, sort of hill-produced Chardonnays and things. So it's interesting. So advanced appointments are required. Um, experiences range in price from $35 to $75 a person. And you can call their um, concierge desk for more information at 707-286-4219. And wine club members receive a complimentary tour for up to six people along with a lot of other benefits. And, you know, I'm throwing in Skywalker Vineyards here. Um, it's owned by filmmaker George Lucas, but it's not open to the public and there's no wine club. <laughs> so, um, but buy and wave. That's right. Yeah. And you, and you have to know where it is. <laughs> now, wine is available online. So they, and they can ship to 11 states. And this is the only winery not located in Napa or Sonoma. This is in Marin County. Um, so it's on sort of on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco, but it's a bit of a drive. Um, overlooking vineyards and originally designed as a winery, the picturesque technical building at Skywalker Ranch in Marin County is headquarters to post-production industry leader Skywalker Sound. Now, growing up in Modesto, George Lucas was surrounded by vineyards, the, and the fragrance of fermenting grapes permeated the air, and the small Central Valley community was imbued with the culture of grape growing and winemaking. 
And so then, so then Lucas was later inspired and encouraged by the success of his friend, Francis Coppola's winemaking endeavors. So George Lucas decided to begin his own venture. So Lucas's first vineyard plantings were in 1991, and they yielded scenic grapes and passable wines, but Lucas was inspired for, you know, grander vintner ambitions. And historically, West Marin County has been notable as an inhospitable environment for grapes. Um, it has violent temperature swings, uh, there's stiff ocean winds, and rough terrain. Uh, sort of long ago, branded the region as too risky for growing grapes. But by virtue of the varietal's inherent tenacity, Pinot Noir planting began in 2003 because it requires the least amount of heat to mature. And it was the only red to survive and thrive despite, despite um, West Marin's fluctuating climate and short growing season. So today, Skywalker Vineyards offers Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Now, there's more to see in all these areas besides the wineries. There are miles of beautiful vineyards, especially around harvest time in the fall. There's scenic mountain views and a chance to experience a bird's eye view of the land many mornings via a hot air balloon ride. And winery tours are not complete without visiting the historic towns of Yantville, Rutherford, Oakville, St. Helena, and Calistoga that's most famous for its mud bath spas. Um, all have unique offerings for the wine spectator and those interested in California history, food, and art. Now, Disney fans have other reasons besides wine to visit the Napa Valley. 1960s Pollyanna utilized several exterior locations in and around St. Helena. In the opening credits of Pollyanna, and that, that Haley Mills um, production. The initial shot of a group of young boys swimming in the old swimming hole was filmed at the Sulphur Springs Railroad trestle at the entrance to the town. Jimmy Bean, played by Kevin Mucci Corcoran, rolls his hoop with a stick through the Napa countryside on his way to the Harrington Railroad Station. And along the way, he passes the Bale Grist Mill, which is now a state historic park located three miles north of St. Helena, and in the afternoons they actually offer um, demonstrations on, on milling. Um, the water power grist mill was built in 1846 and was once the center of social activity as Napa Valley settlers gathered to have their corn and wheat ground into meal or flour. We first meet Haley Mills as Pollyanna arriving at St. Helena's Southern Pacific Railroad Depot, which still stands today in the center of the town and is now used as offices. The uninterrupted countryside of two private ranches, the Lure Ranch on Guerneville Road in Santa Rosa and the Egan Ranch, which was owned by the uncle of Richard Egan, who played Dr. Edmund Chilton, were also used in the film. If you remember, the foreboding home of Mr. Pendergrass, the meanest man in town, was played by early movie star Adolf Menjou in his final film role, was the historic manor house at Stag's Leap Winery in Napa. And this two-story stone structure with its distinctive corner tower was built from rock from a nearby quarry around 1890, and it was also featured in several films and the television series Falcon Crest, which which Pollyanna co-star Jane Wyman mm -hmm. later played matriarch Angela Channing in Falcon Crest when it ran from 1981 to 1990 on CBS. And various communities in Napa served as the fictitious Tuscany Valley. Um, 
Disney's 1988 remake of The Parent Trap, starring Dennis Quaid, Natasha Richardson, and in her film debut, Lindsay Lohan, was, yes, was partially, (laughs) it was partially set in the Napa Valley. Um, the Stagland family vineyard in Rutherford was used for the sequences seen in the movie's Parker Knoll Vineyard. And Disney animator and People in Places True Life Adventure producer Ben Sharpstein and his wife, Bernice, retired to a ranch near Calistoga. In 1978, the couple founded the Sharpstein Museum, which primarily explores the history of the town. But there's also a section devoted to Sharpstein's life and award-winning career with the Walt Disney Studios. And this museum is located at 1311 Washington Street in Calistoga. And interested visitors can access more information by visiting www.sharpsteinmuseum.org or calling the museum at 707-942-5911. So Walt Disney once said, I always like to look at on the optimistic side of life, but I am realistic enough to know that life is a complex matter. So whether you're contemplating the complexities of life or relaxing and thinking about how wonderful life is, savor the moment with a glass of wine from the Disney family of wines and start planning a trip to Northern California. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. That is going to do it for this segment of the Does Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.